0: 1891. Edward Hare sat alone at a corner table, nursing a mug of beer and warding off the blandishments of harlots. The bar room occupied the ground floor of the East River Hotel, a faded hostelry three blocks from the Brooklyn Bridge. The clientele consisted of the human vermin that made their living on the docks, manning ships, lading cargo, and in the case of the women, servicing dock workers, passengers, and crews. The ring of a bell drew his attention. One of the hotel staff, whom the regulars called Mary, opened the main door, and two new arrivals entered, hugging themselves, chilled from the April night. The pair intrigued him, They were so obviously mismatched. The whore was a gray-haired, shop-worn hag, tottering under the influence of liquor. The man on her arm was twenty years her junior. Mary exchanged friendly words with the crone, who tossed back her head and emitted a raven's call of laughter. The gentleman ducked low, hiding under his battered billycock as if ashamed, as well he should be ashamed, to consort with a creature of the streets. After a few moments of these pleasantries, the gentleman dug in his pants pocket and produced a coin. Payment for a night's lodging, Hare presumed, although in an establishment of this kind, rooms were likely to be let by the hour. Mary disappeared into the stairwell and returned bearing a key, a candle, and a tin pail rattling with two bottles of mixed ale on ice. The man took the pail in one hand, holding fast to his rented sweetheart with the other, and Mary led them up the stairs. Mary was at work clearing a table. He approached her and asked the nightly rate. Two bits, she said pertly. He paid the coin. Mary smilingly told him to wait there while she got a room for him. Mary emerged with key and candle, returning to the ground floor to ask if he would like a bit of refreshment in his room. No, he said. With a broad smirk, she inquired if he was certain. The hotel offered all manner of diversions for the discriminating gentleman her meaning was unmistakable. I require no diversions, he said. She smiled, her crooked teeth repulsive in her splotchy face. You're a Brit, ain't you? Plenty of Brits stop in here, Brits and others, people from all over the world. Just give me the goddamned key, he said. He would not engage this wretch in further conversation. I got to show you to your room. Room numbers on the key, isn't it? I can find it for myself. Stern-faced, she handed over key and candle. The room number on his key was 32. He wandered down a dingy, fly-specked hall and let himself in. He was shrugging off his jacket when he heard noises through the plywood board. A creak of bedsprings, and the familiar screeching laugh. The gray haired whore's lodging were adjacent to his own. Hare didn't want to listen to them, didn't want to picture them together, flesh against flesh. He sat on the bed, head in hands, while the awful noises went on. There was no more speech from the room next door only the rhythmic rise and fall of the bed, playing as an undercurrent to a medley of groans and gasps, the whore earning her pay, which she would spend on gin or beer. Hare felt a slow, steady pounding at his temples, and when he rose from the bed, he knew what he would do. He rummaged in his jacket until he found the knife, A black wooden handle and a sharp blade, ground to a deadly point.